off the top of my head, right? There's three people I can think who said you need to get people who are better at you to do stuff. So Stan Everything was the first person I heard talk about that. You know, when he was running some of these like multi-million dollar communication companies, he was like, just get people who are better at new things, just hire people who know what they're doing. Um who else Gary V talks about doing it? Uh, ben Francis, the owner of Gym Sharks. He's like the biggest thing is like getting people who know what they're doing to do the stuff that you need them to do and then also letting them do it and trusting them to do it right. Yeah. That's the big thing. And that's the thing as well. Like, I definitely made those mistakes. And like when we were setting up Bandit at the start, I was like, no, I'll make a WordPress website. Like, it's not that hard. And then like four months later, the website <laughs> it still isn't made, you know. It's like you just end up wasting so much time. Like, our, for the two of us, if we could get somebody to do everything that wasn't coaching and making videos and podcasts, like, ideally, someone mm-hmm. would do everything, like, and you'd waste no time. You'd just do the things you're good at and the things you charge for um, as, like, as your only activities and work. But, like, nobody's going to come mm-hmm. and clean my desk, like, Joe. Ah, <laughs> uh, here, that's what <laughs> students are for. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what they're next year, not this year. Not, well, maybe do we need them to do it? Most do it in like January, don't they? Yeah, January is um, January is the main one. Like I think probably January twenty two, we'll look to bring someone in, um, like an intern. The, I I have no idea what the story with co op placements is at the moment. Like I'm I, sure I assume they're just not doing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the funny thing, Garf, Joe, when you're talking about uh, like, oh, we just got someone to do the website, we've given that advice to a few people since, and I'd I'd love to know to what um to what extent it's been heeded. <laughs> because you'd have to assume if you were someone who's gonna want to start your own company or whatever, do your own thing, you're gonna go. You must have some level of confidence in yourself and you've some yeah. level of uh, I can do it, you know, and some level of wanting to do it too. Like you're going to want to do these things. So when someone um, someone starts the website and we're like, listen, you should just pay someone to do it. We'll make it so much easier yeah. than you. And then they're like, no, 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 I can do it myself. It's not that hard. Like I can do it. And uh, it, it like if you want a fully functional website and you want to do something like you're just better off. It's getting it's like being like, no, I can make my own car. <laughs> no, no, I don't need to buy a car from someone. I can make it myself. It's the fallacy of, as well, you know, because you tell yourself the money thing, you know, like, oh, I don't want to spend money on it as well. But like, realistically, when you're like, we set this up as like a passion project that was like a bit on the side that would work towards us eventually. And like, when you're charging for a service, you have to have a product that works. And like, obviously there's glitches with our website like there is everybody else's, but like, it's completely different when you're doing something like that versus um, like if something on our lawnmower breaks, I want to fix it because I don't charge anyone else for the grass cutting. I like trying to fix things. But if mm-hmm. something in like in work fi- breaks and people are like paying to use that thing, you have to make sure it's fixed like as soon as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like time wasted quality of thing. Like you've no idea how, man- how much you're putting people off by fixing it wrong or fix half-hazardly fixing it or yeah we um we reached a huge milestone this just today Gurf, um and i'm not even sure if you if you realize we've reached it so in the weightlifting world getting you youtube comments in russian is a uh is obviously a huge milestone and we got our first russian no. youtube comment today yeah. where did you see that um on the mental health video it's what did it say 
I'm going to see, do I still have it? Oh, shit, I don't. Um, It was like, hello, weightlifter friends, please put Russian subtitles on. I just Google translated it. Uh, so that's a huge no milestone. Yeah, almost as big as the day Dmitry Klokov commented on my video. Uh, no, he didn't. He actually did, yeah. Did he comment it or did he like it? I can't remember. It was a, wait, a video in UL anyway. I think he liked it. And it was literally the biggest thing that ever happened in my life up until that point. Probably still is the biggest thing. Here, Fitz, I've uh, I've I've kind of a sad story. You know the way we've had Sep a few times on about we we talk about alien stuff and yeah. uh, you know the way he's um he's saying really uh, going through a hard time and one night they're reminiscing watching Ilya's old performances and stuff. Yeah. And um I put up a video last year sometime. It was on my YouTube and I put it up on Facebook and it was Ilya Alien snatching like one eighty nine yeah, yeah, yeah. At least a decade ago. So I just put up an Instagram just saying if anyone there those videos aren't there anymore. Like they're it was on his Facebook at the time. And obviously I, I put it on YouTube because I had balls of steel, like uh, just brass balls. And um Sir Owen Murphy. Up none of it wasn't monetized or anything. I just people that's how you got weightlifting content back in the day was people stole videos from uh non YouTube sites after spending 14 hours looking for one. Yeah. And once you found the gold mine, you had earned the right. Because you'd put so much work into finding the video. You, yeah, like you'd you basically um, created that content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they were on like Russian, like R-U-K-Z yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. or like Ilya's random Facebook account. And uh, I put it up. And then I put it on my Instagram and I was like, oh shit, a lot of you probably haven't seen this. It's worth a go because everyone loves old videos of Ilya hitting yeah. inaccessible records. About, so... Maybe nine months after I uploaded that. Obviously, I tagged Illy in it. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I tagged him tagged him as a person or just tagged his name. But uh, he liked it there a few weeks ago. So he was obviously like looking through things. So <sighs> and he didn't finish his career in a high. Like he finished his year in like fire and flames. So he was obviously like reminiscing. Yeah, that's tough. That's kind of sad. It, that, that is tough. Um. Yeah, when I was like, Ilya, Alien Forever likes your video. And I was like, what fucking video is he oh, liking? No. And, then went, and I said, look, mm, it's not great, is it? No, it's, yeah. We always take the piss out of like the guy you'll meet at the bar and be like, I have fucking squatted. I squatted 300 kilos in my day. 300 yeah. kilos. It was yeah. in 20 weights at that time. But then like, <laughs> you <laughs> just have to accept that like all the greats will be that person at some point, And like a lot of them will just be forgotten. Like, like Ilya is going to bump into people in 40 years time who have fucking no idea who Ilya Lin is. And he'll be like, I was the best weightlifter ever. I was the best weightlifter ever. And they're like, who is your man? Like, he's just asking for a size nine in those Nike runners in the sports shop. Stop telling the girl who runs the shop they're the best weightlifter ever. Well, yeah, some, some of them can deal with it fine. Some of them are just like, whatever, just did weightlifting for a while. Yeah. Whereas Ilya, obviously, he, he's finished... They kind of, in his view, they took everything from him. And, uh, you know, it's a weird double standard, but when he's not getting caught, I'm like, that's fair enough. But don't cry over spilled milk when you get caught then, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm not judging you for not getting caught, but when you get caught, don't bite whine about it. Like, yeah. you know, you just, you had to crack a few eggs to make an omelet or whatever. <laughs> so, like. Except that you had cracked eggs and someone found them in the bin. Like, you know, you there's no way around this. Like, you just have to be like, fuck. And look, Ilya's omelette was the was the, the prettiest of all omelettes, you know. like He was slapping omelettes. He was a kitchen <laughs> he was, hero. Like. They were thick and chunky omelettes. Like, multiple wear records yeah. in multiple weight classes. Like, you just... 
that shit just doesn't happen like um he had yeah oh he had like so 94 kilo i think at one point he had three different i think he had the 85 kilo total i think for a while or he would have but he had at separate points anyway but i don't think he held them concurrently but yeah he had the 94s and the, the 105s that 246 clean and jerk was obnoxious you know mm. um on brighter news there in relation to weightlifting so we lift weights did an old interview with Toshiki yeah and someone uh, did a q a of the the people's comments and questions and um so someone asked like are you ever gonna do calibration with clarence so people might have known this but clarence mentioned it once ages ago but we were 20 late 2019 uh maybe early autumn we were trying to organize to go to uh, japan to do a bit of training with toshiki because uh some people said they could help arrange it yeah and like clarence contacts some people and i saw some people and then one of the people was talking shit about the other people who said they could help us <laughs> i don't know what was going on. that was <laughs> the weirdest situation ever like one group knew we were talking to another group and the other group yeah. didn't know we were talking to that person and then the, that person was like oh they're talking shit you can't actually train here it was just a strange situation it was so strange one of them was like that lad can't even talk japanese you know yeah so um i'm obviously not gonna name any names but anyway so someone asked him and uh, i was thinking today right so he was like yeah i'd love to maybe when covid's over yeah uh, so he's obviously aware of clarence's like so but there is, um, I was thinking today, if the, the Olympics, so obviously one of the bigger pieces of news in the shit talk today is that the Olympics yeah. was rumoured to be cancelled. Uh, the the Times, the UK Times, whichever fucking one of them, had uh, some inside source saying that the Olympics was, it was probably confirmed by the government that it was cancelled. The IOC said it's definitely not cancelled. And there's this new headline there. Japan misses, Japan dismisses categorical categorically untrue stories at the tokyo olympics are doomed so that just came out like yeah um an hour ago so it's uh the japanese government have has vehemently denied a story that is privately concluded that the summer's olympic and paralympics in tokyo are doomed calling them categorically untrue sources at the ioc have told the guardian that they are still planning for a full games in july despite the spiraling number of cases in Japan <laughs> across the globe <laughs> yep they also dismissed the times report that said the government officials had resigned themselves to canceling the Olympics and were indeed hoping a wave of sympathy would help secure the 2032 games in Tokyo. No way. Uh, no one wants me to. Yeah. So, so the source, whoever was saying that the, the new Japanese, uh, Shinzo Abe or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is, he was like retired last year. Some guy called Suga is not emotionally invested in the games, but they want to show that they're ready to go so that they will get another chance in 11 years. In these circumstances, no one could really object to that. However, in a strongly worded statement, the Japanese government insists that this was not the case. Some news reports circulating today are claiming that the government of Japan has privately concluded the Olympic and Paralympic Games 2020 will have to be cancelled. It said, this is categorically untrue. Oh, oh, so, oh. everyone's lying probably. So Yeah. Do you know, this is, we touched on this a few weeks ago about current affairs and the, the bollocksology of it. Like, the problem is there's going to be four more articles tomorrow saying four different things. And realistically, we're not going to know until like two months before. But it is exciting, and it gets the rumor mill going. I think they'll go ahead. I think I think it's likely. <clears throat> I think it's likely they some form of Olympics will go ahead because just considering the um, the amount of money 
is NBC is like one of the biggest sponsors yeah all the country I just think there's too much money invested and I'm not saying that's right or wrong but I'm just saying realistically um here if we get an I'm Olympics thinking, if we get an Olympics there's going to be sick numbers we're going to have world records left right and center I can feel it yeah you, yeah people think um people think kind of doping is like not as strong in weightlifting, but you wait till you see, <laughs> wait till that lifter use a sniff of a medal. Like there is nothing. People, like athletes, might not be the smartest, shrewdest, but they are the some of the most psychotic people you'll meet. Yeah, and like they will do what they needs to do. So, you know, I uh, I'm all for it. I love when they come out after the Olympics when all the um, the uh, videos come out after like Nijet. So he got he tested positive there recently. For anyone who doesn't know, he was a weightlifter in 2016 Rio Olympics, 77 kilo category. Uh, broke a world record that it stood for so long, and then he broke up at like four kilos. And then obviously, um, there was some pew, pew. apparently DNA analysis of his his pee, and his urine apparently was a doppelganger's urine or someone else's urine. So it's uh it's um like funny situation. Yeah, the drug testers aren't fucking around either, you know, because they're not doing. You can guarantee it; they're not doing DNA tests of of every urine sample. You know, like the money will be like they don't even do a test to see which fucking isotope of um of testosterone is it is in the urine. They just do like a TT ratio test. They do a number of other tests to test for like broad ranging metabolites, and then if they get an adverse finding, they go in and they'll investigate like, okay, is it synthetic testosterone or is it like bioidentical testosterone or like just normal testosterone? So, like, you can be guaranteed they're not doing a DNA test on everybody's piss. So, you have to wonder, is there a little rat in the camp? Or did they get a tip off? Or what happened there? Like, I was saying it could probably be... I don't see how he could have swapped his own piss, realistically. So, he was thousands of miles from his home country. He was in an international event. He would have been drug tested, I would assume, is as soon as he walked off the stage. Yeah. So, unless he had a whizinator, a fake willy... He uh, <laughs> he wasn't getting like he wasn't getting away with it. So how did he swap that test? You know, and he wouldn't have access to me realistically. Like he didn't have access to it. So what I think, right? I'm not saying. Of course, he was on drugs. Obviously, he was on drugs. But I'm just saying. I think he's been. I think he could be set up. I think he could be set up. Yeah. Um. Because we know of one other athlete who were set up, but they were also on drugs. So I know it's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> But they were set up, which is funny. They didn't deny being on drugs, but what they was so funny. The story they told us. So uh, yeah, it's uh, they I, were annoyed I, I about it too. Like it. they were like, I, I was on yeah, gear, were. but it's not what the gear. It's not what they found in my sample. Yeah, um, Garf, like I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward a hypothetical situation here for the go on, change. Have you ever watched Blue Mountain State? One of the um one yep. of the greatest comedy shows of all time, and. uh Thad Castle in that show to beat a drug test does something called an oil change. Uh, oil for yeah. So they put a tube up his dick and fill his bladder with somebody else's urine, and then he goes and pisses out that urine when he gets the drug test. But that does happen though. Game that set and match. But obviously that's incredibly dangerous. You can get like a, a severe oh my fucking God. bacterial infection from doing something like that. And just think about how painful that is. Yeah. Oh. But <laughs> back to my original point. It, we're going to Japan either way this year. If it's yeah. after the Olympics, 
it's um someone's going to be squatting with Sushiki. Um, I'd say even Clarence will be willing to travel for that. Yeah. I just hope we get to get the war wagon out in the road and drive a jeep over there. He's never going to want to drive. No, but Clarence can fly um, over. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll have to be squatting all the way, like, so I'll have to find gyms. Yeah, but imagine how good that will be. We'll have, like... I'll be 100... Stop in Germany. The ultimate bulk. Stop, stop in Germany. <laughs> stop in Eastern Europe, yeah. probably Romania somewhere. Uh, yeah. Maybe go to Latvia for a second. Then all the way across Russia, just continually going to new gyms. Then get a ferry mm. as far as Korea. Train in Korea for a day or two. Then get a ferry to Japan. Boom. Kablamo. Like, all I need to do is be able to squat twice a week. That's all I need to do. Yeah. It'd actually be more productive than any other training I would be doing if I did no other training. All I need to do is do five by five twice a week and uh, bulk up to 150 kilos on the way over. And I can, <laughs> I can do it, Fitz. I'm willing. Fitz, I want you to know that I'm willing to do that for this company. You're actually, I will. you're so good. I'll do it, Fitz. I'll bulk up to 115. I'll break my all-time high of 112 for a minute. And, uh, like, they, this, Toshiki, won't, like, he won't even know what's happening, like, They'll be like, there's no way that lad is gonna. Well, How is he so big and so small at the same time? <laughs> and I'll be there in the, I'll be there in the corner like, <sighs> load the bar, load the bar, Pity. load the bar. Uh, yeah, well, just well, an oxygen tank. <laughs> like whatever happens this year, my blood pressure is going up, and we're going to Tokyo. <laughs> You'll come back from Japan and Blue will be like, I'm not fucking marrying that. <laughs> what do you mean? <sighs> yeah, I'm um I've ordered rogue Yeah, I've ordered rogue um training bumpers, you know, they're like the old school Alico training bumpers. They're yeah. like fucking slick. And then I got a pair of um thanks for the recommendations. That was um our man Mihal from PMI. He let me know that they had they were sold out of every other bumper except for twenty five. So everyone's week is pissed. So That's um, actually perfect, isn't I'm, it? That's all I wanted. So I got I got the bumpers, but and then uh, it's not enough. So I was either to get more twenty five kilo bumpers, but I wouldn't really need those for lifting, but uh, or like for the Olympic lifts, obviously. So I just got a pair of strength shop. They had they had it's so funny. They had only twenty five steel plates, like comp ones. Yeah, they're well, nice comp plates is, as well. They're super thin. They're so thin. They look razor thin. Like that's yeah. gonna be so fucking. Because I, I want to pull something big in the next few weeks and I'm just going to squat something fucking big in the next few weeks, but bigger in a few weeks after that, hopefully. Yeah. But I am. Um, my clean deadlift is feeling nice. It's actually a clean deadlift now. It's nice. It's um, it's legitimately yeah the same angles. It's not it's not a squat up. It's an actual clean deadlift. Like, I'm not squatting the barrel to my leg. Gurf's <laughs> um, deadlift um, at certain stages right, resembles when you get a 45-year-old woman into the gym for her first PT session. That is exactly how, like, a 45-year-old woman is like, nope, I'm going to have perfect posture. And they basically do a front squat down. And they just reach their long arms down, hold on to the bar, and then they front squat it back up again. And that's what Garf's deadlift looked it, like. It, it works great for deadlifting. If you yeah. want to deadlift the most amount of weight, like pressing the floor away, <laughs> you're fucking, you're on the fucking money there. But if you want the most transferable clean deadlift... It ain't it. It, it ain't got... No, it's not it. It's a much longer bar path. It's yeah. a much more long-winded way of getting the bar up, but uh, I'm enjoying the, the. You feel so much smaller when you don't wear shoes and you deadlift barefoot. You feel because obviously the bar is like pulling you into the earth. Oh, it, it's your it's cheating, so like it's it, cheating. It is cheating. Yeah, yeah. Deadlifting in weightlifting shoes is so. It genuinely is deficit, 
our officers used to say it so much you're like don't deadlift in your shoes it's way harder <laughs> yeah whatever because that time i did sumo deadlifts you know i did yeah. like 270 for five or something and i was like this is cheating they're like it'd be a lot easier if you didn't wear shoes and i was like whatever well to but be fair like is, an extra inch onto your heels is like an extra 20 percent of height <laughs> it's uh is that what your missus is that what africa was saying to you hey hey an extra but it does Jesus. make a difference that's 300 you're um <laughs> you're, you're so much closer to the ground than you deadlifts barefoot <laughs> um like it just on a serious note it doesn't really matter uh, i was kind of something out to fits as well but yeah as long as the positions are same it doesn't really if anything i was thinking it's probably a little bit better that I don't, I associate heavy deadlifts with a different kind of feeling, you know, that I don't feel as with having shoes on, you know, if that makes kind of. I think there's other advantages to you doing some training barefoot as well. Like there definitely yeah, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goblin feet. Gotta train the goblin feet. <laughs> I've, I've actually been concentrating a lot on my goblin feet lately. Uh, so now I don't wear socks most of the time, which disgusts everybody else who lives in the house with me. But, um, I just like you can Fist. see my toes wrapping over the top step of the stairs. <laughs> I just noticed the other day. So I um, we've been working basically from home or from home offices since the first of October. Yeah. And I'm not joking. And so I haven't been wearing shoes, obviously, because who wears shoes inside like a fucking animal? Um but my my feet have at least twenty my toes are spread at least twenty percent wider. Oh absolutely. I'm not joking you. Yeah. I looked down the floor and I was like, whose hand is that? <laughs> Oh. It's fucking. You can get th- this fucking ad keeps appearing in my Instagram. It's called the Foot Collective, when they have like a bajillion followers on Instagram. Yeah, to be fair, they them, they're talking about how well. some Canadians. Um, oh, shout out to all our Canadians. There's like they're in the top five countries as well. Just so we're not ragging on Canadians, we're just saying they're Canadian. Um, we're big fans. They, of Canadians. they have these things. Big fans of Canadians. Never been there, but big fan of it. But they um. They have these toe separators where you just like wedge in these things in between your toes to like get used to separating them. I'm I'm not sure about the effic- efficacy of that. Like, yeah, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Um. No, huge um, fan of Canada as a country. Um. Yeah. Fantastic country, unbelievable countryside, great fishing, great animals. Uh. Yeah. Big Lots fan. Of bears. These areas are here. He fucking hell there bears everywhere we were there last year and there's just fucking bears everywhere and granted if you're salmon fishing you're going to be in the same place as bears but like girf- the same way if you drive down a road in ireland you're going to see cattle on it you know like there's going mm-hmm. to be cows in a field somewhere along that road not too far away there it's like there's going to be a bear today we're going to have an interaction with a grizzly bear or a brown bear uh, brown bears are fine. It's just the grizzly bears that might eat you alive. No, they no, no, no. Alive, which is brown bears are coastal grizzlies. They're bigger than grizzlies. They are. Oh no! They Sorry. are fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. We had a, a pretty the, crazy um, interaction with one actually. The we we're fishing on a river, and there was a sow and her cubs on the other side. There was a few sows and sets of cubs, and they were like. 15 meters away but they're on the other side of the river and the lads were, were like no 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 they're they're absolutely fine they just 
hop into the river and they kind of float down so they'd be like it looked like they were snorkeling but they were basically like floating and then they'd dive down get a fish they'd come back up hop up in the bank eat the fish they'd walk back up in a line and they'd just get back into the stream and they'd float down the river again spending a good bit of time underwater we're like holy shit like if you casted you could have hit them you know and uh they were like no 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 they're fine and we were just fishing away and like they'd look over when you'd catch a fish and land it because they'd be like why the fuck are you taking our fish and uh Mm -hmm. then (laughs) there was a boar grizzly so a male on our side of the river way down lower and you know when you're with the local person and the local person's like oh this might be a problem you're immediately (laughs) like oh this is a problem (laughs) and uh yeah next thing the male starts walking up our direction and we're like oh shit and the you can just see the lad who was like the fishing guide was like, um, everybody get back in the boat just real quick. <laughs> and like these guys are the most laid back guys ever, you know, like they watch yeah. people fishing all day long. They're the most chill out. Like someone's arm could get cut off and they'd be like, just wrap a belt around it. And like, it's grand, you know. And next thing when this guy's yeah. like, okay, everyone get back in the boat. You're like, oh, fucking shit. And he's like... They're drowning people to get the boat. <laughs> he's like walking towards his uh, like vest really quickly. And I'm like, oh, this is when we're going to see some shit come down. And that bear just disappeared and he came out of the bushes like 15 meters away from the boat. And we're now in the boat in like the middle of the, the river. So you're on like a jet boat. And the guide is still on the shore. And the guy just like walks up with this. It's basically a flare. They call it a bear banger. But he's like, so he pulls it like the bear is like 10 meters away now at this stage, pulls it like boom, and it like goes off and the bear just sits down and stares at him. And he was like, okay, we're going to go now. (laughs) It just didn't (laughs) give a fuck. Um, That's the problem with those fucking, they probably get used to them after a while if they've seen enough of them. Yeah. Um, But he he had um, some form of pump action or something, did he? No, he actually didn't have a gun. So there's um a lot of the time in those places they'll carry a like a pump action shotgun. Uh or if it's in the States they'll carry a forty four Magnum, which is just a big heavy handgun or like a forty five ACP. But in Canada now, because of the gun laws, they've changed it so like fishing guides and hunting guides can't carry a handgun for bear protection which is pretty mental, what? so they have to get, like, a special permit, but apparently there's only, like, 10 or 12 of those special permits in the whole of British Columbia. So, like, if you think about That's the amount outrageous. of fishing guides there, like, there's hundreds of guides who make their living from fishing, and uh, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to carry handguns. So, yeah, a good few of the guides had pump-action shotguns, and they'd go, like, buckshot, slug, slug, buckshot, buckshot, slug, slug, slug. Um, And we've, like, we were fishing in Alaska a few years ago and the lad was talking, they'd had to shoot a bear the year before. And uh, I was like, how fucking well does a shotgun work in a bear? Because uh, like, you wouldn't think it would work that well. And he was like, nah, it works real good. You hit him with the buckshot first and they can't really like, that will stop them charging. And then you just pump slugs into them. Um, <laughs> yeah. He said that so they had a group of like eight doctors and they had been that place in Alaska. You get on a float plane, so it was like way up in the middle of fucking nowhere. They'd fly you out to like a river tributary. You'd land, uh, you'd like fish this stream. And there, it was literally like like what mackerel fishing is here where you dip a line into the water and you pull out three fish. Like over there, it was like you'd fish for like three minutes and you'd catch a fucking huge salmon and then you'd fish for another three minutes. So there's just fish everywhere. And uh, 
he said him and another guy around the beach and this boar grizzly kept coming back and they had like eight doctors with them and the doctors were like no 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 it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine and it, they were like no this fucking isn't fine so the, the boar just kept getting closer kept getting closer and then falls charges them twice which is like they charge in but they know they're going to stop something through with their ears or something and they were like oh we knew they were falls charging and then the boar started properly charging but it was like charging between them and the group of doctors so both guides had to like fucking uh kill the boar he said it was mental oh, no. yeah it was like a 10 foot or 11 foot tall uh brown bear what would you um would you like to go bear hunting i don't i don't have any real interest in like going hunting in different places like if i went to new zealand now i'd like to shoot like just go hunting over there because i think the surroundings would be cool but like i like hunting here because it gives me meat mm-hmm. and it's like i'm an irish person hunting in ireland and i like shooting in scotland because i like it's very similar to what we do here and it makes you much better when you come back here and shoot um if mm-hmm. we had bears here i'd definitely hunt them they're supposed to taste amazing um and a yeah, few yeah, you get friends. like fucking trichinosis from it yeah so it's like pork like you have to cook it way beyond um medium rare like it has to be properly cooked so if they were here i definitely like people in ireland used to eat badger hams so in the same way they'd make like ham from bear meat or they'd make ham from pig meat like pork you can pickle a badger's back leg and make it into ham but badgers are protected now so like if badgers weren't protected i'd try and eat one to see what it tasted like um but i won't be doing that the badgers are protective anyone's wondering because they used to think well they did have tv but they um people exterminated them for a while trying to get yeah. rid of tv but it didn't work obviously so that's why there, there's badgers everywhere you if well if you pay attention you'd see a lot of badgers at night there's badgers in my garden you know the quarry on the way up the driveway on the right hand side that's no way to talk about your sister <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, we've badgers in the garden. They're mad looking yokes. They're like they're the fucking. You know what you? They're the same width as the Labrador. Like like Seiko is like a big blocky head. Oh, they're they're a bit like know, shit. When the badger activates its hydraulics and stands straight up and starts running, <laughs> it's the f- scariest thing. Oh it's my god! It's genuinely the most. Yeah. It's you you like. I saw it in person one time, and the badger was enormous, and he just kind of like. It's like they activated the hydraulics in their, their legs and just, they like extend up and then they run really fast. And yeah. it's like, it's a little barrel running at you. Like it's fucking. Oh, fuck that. Oh boy, no. They're a bit like brick shit houses. Yeah. Their jaw, their jaw power is supposed to be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I think um, I sold this on the first shit talk, but there is, um, <laughs> they put the time people were living in Ireland a lot earlier back because they found like a bear with like axe wounds and it's near it's like the, the end of his tibia or whatever like there's patella insertions because they think they're trying to eat the tendons because they're kneecapping bears fuck and, uh, it was somewhere up the northeast I think I think oh no it wasn't oh it wasn't clear um, heavy rat country so they never left the kneecapping <laughs> really I suppose that's where it came from yeah they learned the skill on the bears <laughs> yeah and then they just kept going for thousands of years with that Jesus but, Christ uh, no, I think bear hunting, a... like bear hunting, does have a bad name because people think like, oh, they just shoot the bears and leave them there. Um, whereas, like any of the people I've ever spoken to who are like hunting people in the states or in Canada, they're like brown bear or black bear meat is supposed to be amazing to eat. The, um, I think yeah, the thing with is like hunting abroad and stuff, like trophy hunting, is just not eating it. 
it is weird I, I i i will agree it's kind of yeah i know it's funds a lot of stuff and it sustains a lot of those wildlife managements because there's nothing else and people might be like that shouldn't happen you're like yeah but if it didn't happen there'd be no animals so it's better yeah. some of the animals are alive and none of the animals are alive you know but that's it i'd never go and do it you just see in three years time now gurf is hunting a fucking elephant <laughs> <laughs> nope, I never said that. You've no recording. No, 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 I, uh, that doesn't exist. <sighs> no, I didn't do that. I'll tell you now. How fast do you think a grizzly bear can run at top speed? Forty-eight miles an hour. No, fifty-six kilometers an hour. Not too far off. It's pretty fast. It's faster than you. Faster than all of us, I'd say. Is yeah, that fast enough to run your um your five-minute mile. <laughs> no, that's actually too slow for that. What's a five-minute mile? So how many? So five-minute mile is twelve miles an hour. Um, 12 miles an hour is fuck I'll have to get out of the calculator what's 12 miles an hour in kilometers per hour how was the running going okay 19 so that's 19 kilometers per hour uh, yeah uh, the running's going well uh, I had a bit of quad pain from doing some capacity stuff and from the front squats which is to be imagined like it's just quad pain has it, quad pain has uh replaced hamstring pain which is grand um and that's it like it's just all building away i'm glad i did the change with the front squats um and altered the squatting agenda but yeah i'm doing some bodybuilding and shit as well not to lose my mind is your um is it quad pain like hip flexor kind of up the top or is it down above the <laughs> it's fucking like vas lateralis which is a quad pain i haven't had in so long um it's so strange it's just like when I say pain, it's like, Joe, you know, that dull, aching pain from complete and utter gly- glycogen depletion. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of pain. I'm well aware of it. <laughs> um, does it are the 400s getting any easier? Did you Have you done any 400s yet this week? The 400s are getting faster. They're not getting easier. Um, is, that, is that useful, though? Yeah, it's useful enough because... So the whole thing with... Um, so a mile is four 400s and nine meters or something. Uh, so... Everyone thinks like, oh, so to run a five-minute mile, you have to run 75-second 400s, whereas, in fact, you have to run your first 400 at around 70 seconds, your second 400 at around 71, 72, and then you go 75 Mm -hmm. and 78. Uh, So you you do need, you need the ability, like, it's not just capacity, like, you need to be able to run fast, too. Like, most people that run five-minute miles are running very fast 400s, super easy. Yeah. are they getting better? So they're getting yeah, faster. Yeah, getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just need to keep going. How much pacing is involved in the in the five minute mile? So much. I haven't seen a single person run a five minute mile without a pace runner yet, and I watch five minute mile videos all day long. So what you're saying is, Fitz, you don't need to ask. I'll do it for you. No <laughs> problem. No, I think you I have charge up lined the up. electric. Have you? Do you actually have someone lined up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do um, I know them? No. You don't know them, and I haven't asked them yet, but I've lined them up in my head, so I'm not going to name them. <laughs> who do you know who can run a five-minute mile? What are the lads? Yeah, a, a, a decent old runner. Pacing must be so hard. Um, I must be, because like, it's so hard to tell. Yeah. There's this thing There's this thing in um, Hippodrome. So it's like you do an hour, an hour max just continuous cycling, and you get whoever can get the most... Uh, distance traveled in in that hour you know it's yeah. like a world record they've done it for like a hundred years or something yeah 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 um, it's in Ross Edgy's book actually where he's talking about this lad uh he was like the best cyclist in the world at the time 
it was only a few years ago, I think. I think I think he was an Australian, like he was yeah. winning everything. And then he everyone was like, Oh, he's gonna smash the world record time for this now for the hour limit. Yeah. And uh he just completely fucked up his pacing. Fuck. He just I think it was he did it in a home crowd and like he over exerted himself initially, then he kinda undercompensated, but oh, then he started shit. overcompensating again, so he like totally fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was a couple of years ago, I think. I'm not too sure when that was. Like, you know, with the new Garmin watches and stuff, like you can have a real time five minute mile pace. Like there's loads of gear out there now that makes it a lot easier, but I just don't want to get involved in any of that. Like, I have my 15 euro stopwatch uh, that I just put on my wrist. And it's just super easy. Like, I know what pace I need to hit for 400s. I know what pace I need to hit for 1Ks. Like, so I just write that down before I go do my session. And because uh, I don't really want to get into like fucking analysis post session. Do you know, people put up their the screenshots of their runs and they're like, this is my split per kilometer and all that. Like, I don't really want to do that. Um, I just want to yeah. know what pace I need to run at and then do that running. Did you, will you start start fitting your training, will you? Yeah, I will. The fucking just do with camera your phone. smashed on my phone. Uh, so it's just oh, shite. Yeah. That's, do you notice any of the recent training videos? They're like blurry. Um, but I need to, I'll remedy the situation. I think I'm going to get that Google phone. The Google Pixel. Yeah. Um, right. We better leave it here. Thanks very much for listening.